Hi, I'm Erica Keswin. Welcome to Left to Our Own Devices, a show that explores how to bring our human to work and to life, because left to our own devices, we're not connecting. My guest this week is Kara Golden. Kara is the founder and CEO of Hint, a healthy lifestyle brand that produces the leading award-winning unsweetened flavored water, in addition to some amazing sunscreen and eucalyptus and lemon deodorant. Kara has received numerous accolades over the year. She's one of InStyle's 2019 Badass 50, one of Fast Company's most creative people in business, and one of Fortune's most powerful women entrepreneurs. Kara has a book coming out in October called Undaunted, and she lives in Northern California with her husband, who, by the way, also works at Hint, her four kids, and her two Labradors. Welcome to the show, Kara. So great to, to see you. We follow each other on social. We've, you know, been out to your office. Just a couple of things, you know, would love to check in on how you're doing. I know that your dog had to have surgery and your home with your four kids and your husband who you work with and live with. So how is all of that going? I mean, I feel really fortunate that, you know, we really have not been uh, hit as hard as as some people that we know. I mean, we, we live in Marin County, which um, is just over about 20 minutes outside of San Francisco, and it's been pretty mellow. And for the most part, just having my kids home, I think four teenagers is, I thought it was going to be really challenging. I'm actually really enjoying it, you know, having them around and kind of like yours. I mean, they're gone a lot of the time. and Right. And you and I are gone a lot of the time. You and I both travel yeah. a lot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, you know, we, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think some differences between what other people are sort of doing on a day-to-day basis, I've been working and I think there's more hours, not only from a cleaning the house kind of and keeping like making sure that we've got dinner together and all that kind of stuff, but then also we're essential product in stores. So I've been helping out our sales team and kind of going back to my roots of making sure that Target and Whole Foods and all of our other stores in Marin County actually have um, products. So, you know, initially trying to figure out what time of day do you do that so that you're not really around too many people. So I go early in the morning or later at night, but it's been good from that perspective because I've been able to see a lot of stuff that my team is doing and, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's been okay all, all in all. Yeah. And you'll take, and you'll take those learnings that you might not have been able to get just because you were doing 20 other things into this next phase or this new normal of, or, or whatever that is. So I think there is that little pieces of that silver lining. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, um, you know, I think like the key thing that I've seen is that the, we have three revenue streams that come into our company. I mean, that's how we make money. And obviously with all of the offices shutting down, one of our street, you know, revenue streams was cut, right? So that was like the, we call it food service. And so that happened really early on. And so it'll be really interesting to kind of see, you know, when people ultimately go back to work. My guess is it'll be sort of shifted from maybe how it started um, of, of, you know, it, we really started in Silicon Valley into the Googles and the Facebooks of the world mm-hmm. um, and then sort of hopped over to New York and started to build there. And then it started to come into the middle. I think the middle of the country, I could be wrong, obviously, will start to go back to work and, you know, potentially start to, you know, 
their micro kitchens will start to fill up. Yeah. I think that the, you know, the cities on the coast that have been, especially in New York City, that has probably been hit the hardest, um, will kind of take their time. To, so it'll be, it'll be very interesting to sort of see and definitely it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Well, this, this podcast, as, as I've shared, is about relationships. And one of the things that, that I've learned in my career is that bringing your human to work and honoring relationships is good for business. And when I think about honoring relationships, it's honor, honoring relationships with others, your colleagues, the people that work for you, your investors, your board, your friends, your family, and, and also yourself. And having visited your office, I know it, it's a very strong in-person culture. And I'm curious, now that you're home and everybody's home, you know, what, how are you honoring relationships with, with everyone at work? So I think like the thing for me, I, I've always been you know, very much like you, I'm on the road a lot. And so my, you know, communication with my team, when I am in, in San Francisco, I I go into the office, but otherwise I'm, I do a lot of email. I get over a thousand emails every day and really try and go through them quickly. So the running joke is I'm not always like writing a whole lot. I'm writing one or two words or a couple of sentences in order to communicate back to the team in particular. But I think there's also been more phone calls. We've also done stuff around um, some happy hours with the, with the team and some yoga classes and some other fun stuff that, you know, the team is, is, has really been the ones more than anybody to, to sort of initiate those things. So that's been a lot of fun. I think uh, from that standpoint, you know, we have over 200 people in the company and, and a lot of people are remote to other, to, to other offices. So I feel like that, that hasn't changed other than the fact that maybe there's some more fun stuff going on. We had a mm-hmm. banana break, a banana baking episode or whatever you want. We called it an episode sort of joking about it, but sort of a learning day that was, you know, for a couple of hours at lunch and, and, you know, that's, <laughs> that's stuff that we hadn't done before, but, you know, all in all, I think that it's just, it'll be easier, I think for our company, because we've been so remote versus forcing people to hang out on zoom all the time. But I I don't think there's anything that kind of takes the place too of, of human interaction. It's, uh, you know, I think people do miss going back into an office to some extent, not everybody. And certainly, you know, there's, there's sort of pluses and minuses, I think, for people who have kids at home, right? There's a lot of people I've talked to who have said, you know, I need to, in order to focus, I need to actually get out of the house in order to do that. And so I think it's, I think we'll try and and get back to having the office option as soon as possible. I'm not sure how many people will ultimately be going in there. Right. But, but right. But with some, with some flexibility and it sounds like you're looking at it through this lens of honoring relationships and seeing what people are comfortable with. I I was reading something that you wrote the other day that, that I wanted to share. You wrote as a boss, it's stressful enough trying to lead through the pandemic. You're keeping your company afloat amid economic turmoil, lockdowns and quarantines. But if you're a human leader, you also need to think about the well-being of your employees and, you know, the well-being, whether you're remote, whether you're in the office. And you talked about even reimagining how you're reimbursing people for fitness and wellness. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I do think that, you know, when I think about being a human leader, you know, that that's really important to meet people where they are. 
Yeah, I mean, I for we've always well, not always. In the last couple of years, we in, we initiated. You know, we we run a healthy lifestyle company, beverage company, and so in addition to having healthy snacks around the office. And every once in a while, there's some like unhealthy ones that sneak in there as well. But I mean, for the most part, you know, we're, we sort of practice what we preach. And so I feel like that was everybody who was really on board at hand a, a couple of years ago shared with us that they were either joining a gym or some cases, I mean, people just really commented, particularly in in uh, New York City and in, in the Bay Area, where a big chunk of our teams are, that to actually join a gym, it's not cheap, but they feel like they become better humans. They can sort of reset, recharge their mind as well, and and ultimately, you know, do better work when they've they've gotten this workout in. And I totally relate to that as well. But they, um, you know, when I kept hearing this kind of continuation that. I wish I would probably do it if it was a little bit less. So that's kind of when we initiated this, uh, you know, program where every employee we pay a certain amount, um, you know, towards towards this exercise and and fitness program. But over time, that's actually merged into mindful health as well because a lot of people have said, "Look, I go out walking all the time, but I actually am really interested in taking." meditation. And so that's sort of where, I mean, it's evolved as, as time has gone on. And so, you know, when everybody was sheltering in place, we've always said, like, you have to show receipts for these classes or just sort of show us what you're doing or your membership every month. And so everybody froze their membership. And so sort of the question was, well, we can't go to a gym. We want to do more than this. Maybe we want to buy some weights or something. So we thought, let's just make sure that our team, while they are sheltering in place, and we don't know how long it's going to be, have something in place that they don't sort of think like, oh, I can't actually go and get that and to help make me healthy if, if there's some sort of, you know, charge against me for doing that. So that was, that was really the thinking. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's on the one hand, I think it's a big deal. On the other hand, I'm kind of like, everyone should do that. Like, why wouldn't you do that? They, they right? should, but a lot of this stuff is not rocket science, but but it doesn't mean that they do it. And it sounds like you were already thinking about this in a flexible way and it's connected with yourself as a healthy brand. But now instead of focusing on having to have a receipt for this or that, or just knowing that you can sign up for a virtual workout class or a meditation yeah. class and find the kind of wellness, physical, psychological, mental, spiritual, whatever it is that works for you, um, you know, when I think about a human workplace, that that's that's really important, and it's something that employees are really valuing, especially right now. So I love I love hearing about that. Um, but but what about you know you like you said you have four kids and your company's busy busier than ever. How do you honor the relationship with with yourself with everything going on? I think I've always been about. I mean. It was funny on my podcast the other day, Eugene Rem from, uh, from Rumble Fitness was talking about something that I totally relate to that. I mean, I think his quote was, you can't ultimately become wealthy. And he was actually talking about it from a you know financial perspective, unless you're happy. Like a lot of people think about happiness as coming from, you know, being wealthy. 
right? And and the truth is, is that if you just aren't happy, these things aren't, you know, ultimately going to come to you. And I, I I feel like it's the same with, you know, how I start my day. I mean, that that really hasn't changed. I mean, I other than the fact that, you know, I'm doing, the, like I said, the household stuff and making sure that that's taken care of. I feel like I've always started my day for pretty much as long as I've lived out in Marin County with, with going outside and, you know, breathing in the fresh air. I purposely move to the location where I live because I'm able to do that. So uh, my house backs up to a hundred acres of um, the Marin Headlands. And so very, very convenient for social distancing. Yeah, it is. It's great. And there's all kinds of trails. That's the way I'm living. And I feel like, you know, for me, it it resets me. And, you know, it's, it's a place to be able to go out and just think, but it's an interesting topic, because I feel like I've been doing that for a while. But I, I think that this social distancing, I'm hearing it over and over again from people that when the authorities told us all to like stay inside, no matter where you were living, they all kind of said, okay, but you can go outside for an hour or whatever, just to get some exercise. And I feel like that was sort of the, the, the signal that sent people who didn't normally do that. So they said, well, you know, I'm going to get my exercise in. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely heard that there's some people that have gotten unhealthy, you know, through this process, particularly in the beginning. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of people have really gotten into more of a program and a ritual of, you know, getting outside daily and and breathing it in. It'll be really interesting once people start going back to work if that shifts. But um, you know, I hope not. I mean, a lot of more people are cooking. They maybe they had to kind of be forced to do that because their favorite restaurant wasn't doing takeout or they relocated or whatever. I feel like that is something that really ultimately, you know, I hope it doesn't change um, for, for other people. I, I don't know what it was. I, I think for me, I've just always been, I grew up in Arizona. I, you know, have always had this connection with the outdoors that I'm really like kind of screwy if I don't have that outdoor time. So it's almost been, you've almost been able to to focus on that piece of yourself more because you're also not on the road. So you can get up every day and, and do it, which, which I, which I love. So you mentioned rituals, which is a favorite topic of mine. I have a book coming out next year about rituals and rituals give us this sense of psychological safety. They give us a sense of belonging. It connects us to purpose. And would love to know, you know, you talked about going hiking, you know, every morning, but is there another ritual in your life, either at work or at home that that you can share? For me, I I think it definitely starts in the morning. Um, And no matter where I am, even if I'm out, uh, if I'm traveling or whatever, I have to get outside. And it's like, a, I mean, even if it's a snowstorm or rain, I mean, I have to get outside. For me, that is just like, I get up, you know, I'll get my coffee, I'll like, you know, get dressed, and then I have to get outside. And so that for me is just like, it sets the day. That is the beginning for my brain to ultimately start into action. And I feel like if I don't honor that ritual, 
then I really have a hard time kind of setting throughout the day. So, and oftentimes, um, obviously not when I'm traveling, but with my dogs, um, my husband too, typically if he's around, will come with me, which is most of the time and certainly during shelter in place. But um, my two Labradors are, you know, constantly, you know, they come with me and, and it's their ritual as well. Like they have to have these walks in the morning. And I would say that they even get them, you know, during shelter in place, they've been getting two walks a day. Cause I just, I love getting outside and there's, it, I just find that my brain just works so much better when I go out and do that. And then I feel like, uh, you know, dinner for us meals are always, especially as the kids get older are always a little bit, everybody's got different schedules, but I would say that dinner is typically when everybody's around. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. You know, these, I've heard and seen a lot of memes and think about my own dog. These dogs are loving this pandemic. I've never seen my dog happier. So it's going to be rough when, for them. When you have we, one, do you have one dog? I or have two one dogs? dog, although my kids are begging to get a puppy and two of them are about to go to college in a year. I, I don't know. Right now I'm, I don't live in Marin County. I live in New York city. So right now two dogs in New York city is, yeah, it's doesn't challenging. sound no, it's, like it's interesting. My, you know, my dog, as you were mentioning, she had this, she had this cancer in her, in her jaw and, and had to have a portion of her jaw removed and she's doing awesome. But I would say they, she loved, I mean, both my Labradors love having me around, but I think for them, like not seeing other dogs really, I mean, they'll see them kind of outside and we're not getting too close to people, obviously, but they were so used to going into the office. It was part of their ritual. Like we would go outside in the morning, come home, get dressed, and then they would come into the office and they haven't been in the office, you know, since this time. And they would go out with the dog walker and, and go, you know, running around and they were, they were hanging out with a bunch of other dogs. Now the two of them, I mean, they're sort of like this old couple. They, they kind of don't want to talk to each other because they're like, you know, I'd r- much rather just go hang out with like one of the humans rather than rather than you guys. And they're inseparable normally. But I would say like they're really kind of adjusting to this like world, you know, but it's been I think it's been kind of challenging for them in, in that, you know, respect, because I feel like I feel I feel like they're like, you know, two two people that are just like you know, bickering at each other constantly. Like they're just, I mean, they're, it's hysterical to like two, watch we call them two, two people. It's funny when I wrote, bring your human to work, I got a lot of emails and texts from people. They thought I was writing a book about bringing my dog. Like they thought Isn't it was that hilarious, you know, and it is, we, we think of our, our dogs as humans and my dog goes to the office too. So I can, I can relate to that. That is so funny. I know. So I have one last question and some lightning round questions. And then I want to hear about your exciting book that's coming out too. Yeah. Um, I may already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I'm asking this question to everybody. Um, So as a final question, what do you do as a person that makes you feel most like you? You know, I think that I'm a very social person, but I actually need downtime. And I'm very, like, I love people. I think for me, you know, the, the shelter in place thing is, um, is shelter in place time is kind of challenging because I do love to be around people. And I feel like, you know, the Zoom is, is fine, but it doesn't sort of take the place to sort of having that human connection. But I would also say that I, that, you know, I have six people in my house and, 
two dogs and you know it's just sometimes i just need to just totally disconnect and just like you know not have uh access to zoom or my phone or people and you know and that that for me that is the most like me and it does not appear like people who really know me would not say that i like value that and treasure that like i i just i really really you know love that time so that that's i would say that that would be you know the most like me hopefully well, that I, answers i know yeah. i i love that answer and i often think about this asking myself and others this one question which is does your calendar reflect your values and what's important. And so I hope that even though you're so busy at work and you have all four kids home and the dogs and your husband and everything else going on, that you're able to take a little bit of that time for you every day to, to re-energize so that you can be there for everybody else. Yeah, no, I, I do. And I think like, that's the one thing that I tell people, like I hear from people all the time, oh my God, you travel so much. And and you know i'm real i'm that person on the plane that i just like go into my little hole and you know i don't i put my headphones on and i just i'll either read or just totally disconnect or go to sleep and you know for me that's like my meditation time and sometimes i'll meditate too like sometimes i'll just like really get lost in my own kind of space there so i think that that's that is something that i definitely value and i find I, I do find the time to do it every day. So yeah, but um, it's interesting because when when you travel, it's built in, and so now you know whether it's on your walk or if your husband's yeah. on the walk trying to find it later. I do think, and for myself as well, we're used to you know people say, "Oh, you travel," but you do get some of your own time, especially when totally. you have kids yeah. and, and employees. So I I couldn't agree more. Um, all right, so a few fun lightning round questions, and then I want to talk about your book, and and then we'll wrap up. Um, all right. Would you say your most creative time, if you had to pick one, midnight or 6 a.m.? Easily 6 a.m. Guilty pleasure, sweet or savory? Sweet. Favorite song, if you were to go sing karaoke? Uh, Roxanne. <laughs> Last show binged on Netflix. Netflix. Or Hulu or any one of your choice. <laughs> Uh, I'm finishing up on Bosch right now. Oh. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, it's like, it, it was actually on uh, Apple. I guess like this is the sixth season. So so a friend had told me about it. It's really, really good. And it's, uh, and then uh, Amazon Prime just picked it up. And so somebody had told me about it and I was like, wow, this is, it, this is crazy. I mean, it's, it's so good. So yeah. So there's six seasons. I've, I've got like two more shows left. So I've been trying to get through it. All right. I'm going to add it to my list. And finally, what is the first thing you'll do when you get out of quarantine? First thing I, I'll do, uh, probably get a manicure, pedicure <laughs> or a massage. Massage will be my, well, I don't know when we'll be able to do that, but I, I, uh, I used to get Thai massages on uh, Sundays and stretch and, you know, and I miss it a and lot. Just that, just the, the human touch. 
Yeah. Um, as, as part of that. So that's, yeah, I've been, I've been coaching my, my, uh, teenagers to sort of walk on my back and do a few other things in order to try and get them pull, pull my legs and arms, but it's still not the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would make for a good TikTok. A lot of TikToks right? going on I in know. my house. Um, all right. So before we go, um, tell us about your book, when it comes out, where we yeah. can, you know, when we can pre-order all of that good stuff. Very excited. So, uh, so it's called Undaunted, and it's really the story. It's not an autobiography, but it does talk a bit about uh, the building of my company, Hint. It also talks about, uh, you know, various times along the way from when I was a kid to you know now about learning that, you know it's okay to have a journey. It's okay to be afraid of failure. It's okay to have a pandemic, all of these things, but it's really about how you deal with it. And, you know, understand, I've, I've always been a huge believer that, you know, you never allow the walls that you put up around yourself. And, and when you talk to certain people that will say, oh, you can never do, you'll never be able to do that um, you know, whatever, it, whatever it is that people say to you that starts to um, give you a feeling of not being able to accomplish something. I've always been a huge believer that you've just got to not allow those walls to get up too high. You've got to figure out how to smash them because the, what's the worst that can happen? You'll learn a lot of lessons along the way. As long as the, you know, the, the challenge, if it ends the wrong way, isn't too expensive right? You're, like what you're ultimately going to learn is going to help you in your next step. And so it's a lot of those stories. It's, um, I'd say it's part business, part motivation. Um, and really for anybody who not only uh, has thought about being an entrepreneur, but also, uh, you know, obviously existing entrepreneurs and, um, and disruptors too, that are just trying to figure out next steps. I remember when I started Hint, everybody was like, wait, why are you starting a beverage company? What do you know about beverage? You have four children under the age of six. I mean, is this like, I mean, there was no reason according to everybody that I was gonna be able to like A, start this, but also be successful. And I think it's just, it's, it's sort of my own, you know, story of just saying like that to me like while i listened to some of the naysayers out there i also felt like i would learn so much it'd be really fun to get a product on the shelf at whole foods um i'm going to teach my kids so much along the way you know lots of things like sort of looking at it from the other lens and and you know and why it ultimately is a good thing so very excited about you were, it. You were undaunted. I was undaunted. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's funny because my, my podcast that I've had now for three years, is called Unstoppable with Kara Golden. It's sort of, uh, you know, I'm starting to ask my guests, you know, what I, I've always asked them, what makes you unstoppable? But I'm, I'm now saying what makes you undaunted? Because it's a, you know, it, it's very much in sync with the, with each other. So I, uh, I love when, it. I'm excited. When when will it hit the hit so the stands? It's coming out in October. Pre-sale is July, although it is up on Amazon right now. It's just um, yeah, it's sort of in a 
sort of quiet zone at the moment, but it's undaunted with Kara Golden. Great. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to read it and I can't wait to see you you in person someday soon. Yeah, definitely. Take care. And if anybody, uh, if you are looking for Hint, um, our product is at drinkhint.com or in lots of stores or Amazon. And uh, and I'm on tons of social um, channels at Kara Golden with an I. Hope to meet you all eventually one day. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Left to Our Own Devices. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you want to receive my monthly newsletter, text the word HUMAN to 66866. Or you can connect with me by email at erica at spaghettiproject.com. Stay safe, stay connected, and I'll see you next time.